Hello there, it's me popping up at the beginning of my podcast. I just wanted to warn you before you listen to this one that I do swear there's the F-bomb and I think there's a B-word in there. It's a bit of swearing in it. Uh, not nasty, but uh, I did drop some swear words because I was making a point about something. So if you're listening to this with the kids around or with granny around or somebody who doesn't like that or for whom it's not appropriate, you might just want to slink off somewhere quiet where you can listen and enjoy. Okay, not too much swearing and it's about a quarter of an hour in, but I just thought I'd better warn you. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 105 for Saturday the 16th of June, 2018. Now this episode is going to be one of those very honest episodes and it's kind of been inspired by listening to a few podcast episodes from a lady called Vicky Brock. Now Vicky you'll find on Twitter at Brock Vicky, so at Brock Vicky on Twitter. And I met Vicky week or two ago when I was in Glasgow, just attending an informal podcast meetup. It's a group organised by Colin Gray, who's probably, I think it's probably fair to say that he's the best known podcasting professional in in the UK. I think that's fair to say um, at at the moment, or certainly one of them. And I I met Vicky and had a chat to her. And like everybody at that meeting, I'd gone to check out all the podcasts and Vicky's uh, one of these people. She'd had um, something happen to her in business. I think she was the CEO of a business and basically had uh, been ousted by the board. And, and that's all very kind of businessy stuff. But she's uh, created some extremely raw and honest podcast episodes, which are compelling listening. And I shared one on Twitter yesterday, which whether you're in business or not, we, all, we are all in business as entrepreneurs, but I recommended it as an episode. I also recommend her a TED talk talking about her experiences in business and really why they resonated so much with me is because they're about uh you know transition um feelings of failure and then picking yourself up um from that very powerful episode so I do recommend them uh, to you if you're quite open to listening to things that aren't just directly about uh writing I, I they really made an impact on me so I am recording this a little bit earlier than I normally would while I've got the bravado, because a couple of things a little later on in the podcast that I want to talk to that are quite uh, quite painful, quite um, you know require some honesty on my part. So I'm setting it down fast before I kind of lose the courage to tell you those things. So let's crack on. Um, uh, it's Friday, recording this on Friday. Uh, not writing today. Reason for that was is I and I'm pleased about this. I had a corporate event and I was trying something out of my area. And um, they don't seem to sort of pack the, the training as much as we do in our area. And I was I was thinking, oh, I don't really want to do this because uh, <laughs> it's social media. And I'm I'm just going to withdraw, I'm withdrawing from teaching social media because I've had enough of it. I've done done several years of it. I've just had enough of it now, and I don't want to do it. And I but I booked this session in, in a couple of weeks doing a the social media session. I got an email today saying, um, you know, they haven't got very many people signing up for it. Um, do you want to call it now or do you want to wait for the last minutes? And I said, let's call it now. I want the, you know, I want the day I can use the day. 
So, um, you, know, you, you know you shouldn't be really teaching something when you'd rather have the day for writing than, than actually do the day and earn the money. So uh, that's how I felt about it. So I said, yeah, I'll have the day. Thanks very much. Let's just make an early call and cancel it. So what, that's a long way around of telling you that that's allowed me to shuffle my, my writing. Now, I did a training day yesterday. Um, and I mean, this sounds, this is like real first world problems, isn't it? But when I do a training day, I'm kind of, I'm on, you know, teaching and, and I, you know, hopefully I work quite hard on it, put a lot into it. And um, it wears me out, you know, my voice is knackered by the end of the day. And um, it's a 10 till 4 training. But I really enjoyed yesterday's. I haven't done any training for the last two months because do you remember I told you I did that contract with New Writing North and I'd said, I don't want any more, I don't want any client, don't want any training for two months. I just want to focus on this new writing North thing. So I, I haven't done anything for the last two months. And I was thinking, oh, I don't really feel like doing training anymore. I've done a lot of training in the last couple of years. I mean, I'm very grateful for it because uh, it's been contracted work and it's the sort of thing I can turn on and turn off. It's really, really, really be very useful in helping me to bootstrap the writing. So I'm very grateful for it. But I've done an awful lot of training uh, now, I mean, I was looking, I was invoicing for yesterday and I used an invoice software. I think, I can't remember how long ago it was. It wasn't that long ago, but my current invoicing software was on invoice 142 for training events. And I, I know that the previous invoicing software I had, had virtually as many as that in it as well. So that's a lot of training sessions uh, that I've delivered over the past couple of years. And uh, I, I sort of feel like I'm ready for either ready for a break from it or ready just to do the ones I really want to do now. So um, yesterday I was in a beautiful uh, hotel near Kendall, just kind of on the outskirts of the Lake District. A beautiful hotel, wonderful venue. And I was teaching people how to set up WordPress sites from scratch. And it was interesting because I'd only got, um, I have all sorts of little sort of contracty bits going. And, and th this is one of the contracts where, um, you know, the money comes from the EU to, to fund new businesses. And um, it doesn't matter how many people I have in the room, I get paid the same. Some of the corporate trainings I do, um, they're slightly different. The corporate trainings, we, we go 50-50 after the venue costs. And I just kind of roll up and do the training. And so when I'm doing a corporate one, Generally, I want the room pretty packed because I make more money out of that. So it was interesting. So this, uh, I only had, I think I had five. One lady broke down and couldn't make it. So I had five yesterday. And I really enjoyed it because when you're doing something really hands-on, like showing people who've never made a WordPress site before, how to install it and how to run it and do everything, five was just a beautiful number of people to work with. I could really give them great value. And at the feedback at the end of the day, you know, they're all five out of five. So the feedback and everything. And I just thought, this is how I like to train. I like, um, the reason I, I felt frustrated with a lot of my training is like when I've, I've taught Facebook, for instance, sometimes it's like being a bear pit. Sometimes I have 20 people and we're all sharing a crappy internet connection. It wasn't crap yesterday. It was a really good internet connection yesterday, which is why I like the venue. And, and, um, and people, you know, there's some people there. You know, they're making all sorts of a pig's ear of the technical stuff. And there's only so much one person can go around, um, when you're doing techie stuff. And it's kind of a peculiarity of what I do. If I were just standing there talking about slides, dead easy, you can put as many people in the room as you want to. But when you're reliant on the technology, you, you really need the infrastructure to work for you. And I did this session yesterday, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the reason I thoroughly enjoyed it was because I'd given all those uh, those five people real value. We, you know, we They were all kind of like, wow, is that how you make a WordPress site? It's really easy. I was going to pay somebody £3,000 to do that. Um, so you've got that element of it. 
but also um, I'd, 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 some of them had used WordPress before and I taught them all sorts of things they didn't even know they could do. And so I left the day you know, on a high because you think, wow, I've, I've really added some value today rather than how I normally feel, which is just that I've kind of failed most people. I've, I've kind of got it right in the middle, but there were so many people there, so many uh, different levels of experience. I had to kind of pitch it in the middle. And often I leave those bigger sessions thinking, well, oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm not really very happy with that because um, I feel like I, I didn't succeed a hundred percent with everybody. I just kind of got it about 75%. Uh, with with everybody and I I feel dissatisfied at that so it made me just sort of think maybe um, rather than winding the the, the training down completely what I should do is just focus on some topics that I enjoy doing and then I should maybe uh, like with the corporates to to, you know take less money from it um, but get more satisfaction from it it was just something that made me uh, think about that I don't know why I'm telling you about this it's nothing to do with writing but it is to do with writing because it's what allows me to be off and not working today and and to do writing now so the reason I didn't do the writing is I, I I find those sort of quite tiring those days and my voice is always knackered at the end of it and then I came straight back home got some tea down me and did a podcast recording as well last night and I just thought I was going to write two days in a row I just thought do you know what I fancy a day doing miscellaneous things today the day off from writing and my wife is working tomorrow so I will write tomorrow but I just felt like I needed some space in the week I was not ready to write I just wanted a day where I'm not head down working so I I I worked three days this week obviously I did the training on Thursday and then I just didn't feel like um, uh, writing so because that training day in a couple of weeks has been cancelled that's allowed me to shuffle things around a little bit. I don't really like, I'd rather write one day a week if I can and do the 5,000 words it just gives me thinking time um, I don't really like work, writing two days in a week if, if I could avoid it. Um, I like to come in sort of well-planned and having thought it all out and then the words flow. So I'm writing tomorrow now and uh, writing one day next week and writing one day the week after. So that, that's a good run for me. It gives me plenty of time you know, to think and, and sort of come to it really, really fresh and invigorated. Um, so today, I actually posted on Twitter to say oh, I'm skiving today, not doing the writing. And then I thought, actually, you're not skiving. I'm, I'm editing three podcasts uh, today, uh, all of them recorded this week in the evenings. And I'm recording this podcast and editing it today. So I'm doing four podcasts today. So you can't really call that a skiving day. Uh, I guess you would. it's better described as a rearranged day. So I did a crypto podcast on Monday when I got home from work. I did a writing podcast recording on Tuesday when I got home from work. I did the crypto podcast, the weekly episode on Thursday after I'd done the training day. And I'm doing this now on the Friday. So again, it's really like, you know, the work has to be done. I'm just shuffling the order in which I do it. So that's a long way round of saying I haven't written today and I will be writing tomorrow. So um, a couple of general bits of news to tell you. Um, I just wanted to say congratulations to Emily Burnett, who is a previous guest of this show. Um, Emily lives in Spain, lucky devil, uh, posts pictures of beautiful sea and sunshine and blue skies. Oh, I, I've told you how much I crave that, Emily. But Emily's just um, given birth, first baby, uh, posting you know beautiful, beautiful baby pictures on um, Instagram. I love babies. Uh, you know, I miss I miss having babies. I love babies, and I know when you're in the thick of it, it can feel difficult. But you know, it's it's great experience, and um, so I just wanted to say congratulations to Emily because she's one of the regular listeners and she's participated in this show. 
Something else I also did, uh, so it's, been, it's been a ridiculous week. Actually, there's no, re- no wonder why I didn't want to write on Friday. Um, because on Wednesday night when I got home from work, my wife was out with her reading group to see the reading group film at the cinema. Um, so I kind of had an evening where I, I would normally have finished a bit earlier, um, where I could uh, come straight in, get the tea down in, and, and work for a couple of hours. Um, and I, I, I was supposed to have entered the Richard Judy competition uh, at the weekend last weekend, and I was I was having a um, had a bit of, had a bit of a funny weekend last weekend. Just uh, well, I, I'll I'll talk to you about it later to later in this podcast in a few moments. But I, I was just struggling a bit at the weekend to kind of get my my motivation going, I guess. So um, I was on a bit of a downer. So I, I was thinking, you know, don't I'm not going to enter Richard Judy. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a thousand word synopsis I'm going to do a biography and then I'm going to have to tidy up all the words the first 10,000 words of so many lies to submit it I'm going to do all this work and you know it ain't it ain't going to get picked I know I know it's not going to get picked um, that's a lot of work just to go through an exercise just because you're really stubborn and want to put an entry in um, so I hadn't done it at the weekend and then I thought that's that isn't going to go in that entry because I'm not going to have time for it. And when I realised when my wife was out for the film, I thought actually I have got time for this. So I just got my head down and I did it and I submitted it. And I thought, just excuse me, I'll have to put an explicit on this. What the fuck? Uh, I'm just going to put the bloody thing in. Excuse the language, uh, but <laughs> that's what I thought. So. Um, uh, so I, I put a, a Richard and Judy entry. Now, last year, if you remember, I was going to enter whatever book I was writing then. And I couldn't because they wouldn't accept self-published works. But this year, they've changed the rules. They will accept self-published works, but it mustn't be agented. It can't be self-published already. So I just happened to have one that was in a, a beautiful state. It's not on pre-order. You know, it's it's in, it's just in a raw state. So So I did the work. And I even had, when I went to bed that night, I was laying in bed awake and I thought, I'd had to change some names. I've told you this before. I'm terrible when I put names in books, and um, I don't know what I don't know what it is. It's crazy. I don't know whether you do it. Let me know if you do it. But when I put names in books, I have loads of names that start with the same letter. So in this book, I've got, and I don't know how I do it. I've got Diana. Was it Diana, Dan, and what's the other D? Debbie. Three words. Three names beginning with a D. And and I swear, I don't. I put all the characters in, and I just never realised until I'm through the book. And I, uh, and I was quite pleased to hear the guys from the. It's not called self-publishing podcast anymore. Whatever their podcast is called, I was quite here to hear. I was quite happy to hear them taking the mickey out of Sean because apparently all his names begin with a W when he does books. But it's it's such a stupid mistake to make. But I always do it. In every blasted book, I have a load of names that start with the same lesson. I have to change them. So when I was going through the first 10,000 words on, on Wednesday, uh, making sure it read okay and, you know, tweaking it and doing as best as I could to, to make it as polished as I could in a very short time, much shorter time than I should have done, um, I, I thought I'm going to have to change these names. So I was changing the names. And then when I'd sent it off, because you know, I had to do this at great speed and I got it just in time by the time my wife was back from the cinema. Um, and it was off to Richard and Judy. Um, and I got went to bed and I thought, oh, blimey, please tell me I didn't have the old names of the synopsis or the right names of the script. So I was relieved to find on Thursday morning when I got up that I hadn't done that. All the, all the names were right and consistent throughout the whole application. So anyhow, it's in and, and, and it's done not really with any expectation of winning. I'm expecting a dear John letter, um, of course, with that. But I just wanted to get it in just because. 
because I could, because I had a book, just because. Because I'm like a fly that keeps throwing itself at the window, trying to get out. Um, you, you know, that's what you've got to keep doing. You've got to keep throwing yourself at that window. I, I, even though the window never seems to let you out, you just keep throwing yourself at it in the expectation that it will. The only difference is, is that with writing, sometimes the window can let you out. So um, the entry went into Richard and Judy. You know, it'll just go into a void, I expect, but uh, it's in there anyway. So, so there we go. I'm going to take a slurp of tea. Um, I've been doing this survey on um, Google Drive. And thank you very much if you've taken part in that. And um, if you take a part in the survey, you'll see I've put some sort of silly answers in sometimes with some silly little comments, um, which hope, hopefully has given you a giggle as you've gone through it. But um, it's been ever so interesting looking at the responses to the survey. And uh, most people don't mind the tea at all, which is <laughs> which is interesting. I often edit out the slurps, but uh, most people seem to have quite a large appetite for the cup of tea. So um, the tea drinking will continue. Now, I'll just give you a, a quick review of the responses in a moment or two that we've had from, from that survey. But I just wanted to let you know that the survey is still going. And because I'm always so well prepared for these diaries, I've completely forgotten the shortened link uh, that I, I want you to use for the survey. So I'll I'll keep talking in the diary and then eventually I'll get to last week's episode and remind myself what the link was. But it's something like paulteague.com slash something. Hang on, I'm nearly there. I'll get last week's notes out and then I'll remember what this link is. paulteague.com slash summer. That's the link you're after. So I would really, really, really like you, please, to participate in that survey. I'm just going to be running it. I'm going to a, uh, a part of a podcast masterclass. And I'm, I'm, as much as anything, I, obviously, I'm, I'm always doing it to learn. But as much as anything, I'm doing it to review and to reconsider and to, you know, to, to review what I do with podcasts. Um, and I'm doing that the 26th, the 27th of July. Um, and I'm looking forward to sort of immersing myself in that podcast environment, you know, talking about what I do, what I've done and, and, and hear from others who are more successful than me and just really review everything. So if you would, I'd be very grateful if you could contribute to that by the latest Wednesday, the 27th of June. So, or the last week of June, basically. So the short link for the podcast survey is paulteague.com forward slash summer. That's a redirect link that will take you to the survey. It's only a quick survey. It's very, very painless. It's mainly just, you know, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Very, very quick. Uh, I might as well talk about it now because I've got it open on the page. Um, and this is obviously just with answers so far. Um, but most people have listened to the podcast um, for a year or more so far. This That's a participant so far, which is really interesting. Um, without a doubt, the most popular bit of the podcast is this the podcast diary, which never ceases to amaze me. But then having said that, I just told you right at the beginning of this show that I've listened to Vicky Brock's podcast. And I loved, I loved listening to that because she was completely raw and honest, painfully so. But it's really brilliant because she was raw and honest. And I think it seems to be, to me, the more honest you are, the more appreciated it is by by listeners. So um, I'm assuming that's why people like the podcast diary. Um, in terms of how could the podcast be improved, it, it's it's really interesting. Um, all the options I gave you are virtually, if it was a cake, all the portions would be virtually exactly the same, which is very interesting. 
Um, but the the one thing that it's not really it's not really sort of conclusive. But the, if there is one with a bigger portion, it's um, less regular interviews. So what I was saying to you last week is that I'm quite enjoying doing a, a nat- the way that these podcasts are naturally occurring. It would be really easy for, for me to just do one a fortnight. I, I, I'm already feeling that that seems to be quite a natural sort of rhythm. Now, obviously, I'm going to hold judgment on that while we're in our summer break period. Um, but it's interesting that there is something to come out of that question at the moment. It's less regular interviews, you know, that I can't keep up with the interviews every week, um, every fortnight just might help. So I haven't, uh, I, I'm not going to make any judgments on this until the, the survey is closed. What would be the ideal frequency of interview episodes? Um, and this is interesting. Again, you know, it's funny because the, the, the results don't bear each other out. Uh, the two biggest um, votes here are weekly. So the biggest vote is for weekly there, which kind of contradicts the results of the, the other chart. And then um, the next result is once every two weeks. So, we're, we, you know, we're somewhere between weekly and once every two weeks by the sounds of it. What's the ideal duration of an episode? Well, um, we're completely split on that. People prefer longer episodes. So nobody said 15 minutes. Uh, but you've got a mixture of 30 minutes to one hour. So I guess that makes the ideal duration 45 minutes, which is interesting. So, um, but they're, they're virtually 50-50 those. Um, a lot of enthusiasm for a new five to 10 minute weekly section where I do kind of how-to stuff. Um, you know, techie stuff, how to do this, uh, just showing you how or telling you how to do stuff, talking about books that I've read and why I got um, value from them. Um, again, a, a lot of votes for potentially changing the title to the Writing Journeys podcast rather than Self-Publishing Journeys podcast. There are implications with that, but, you know, it makes all sorts of things complicated like uh, podcast feeds and, and old episodes and branding and things. So, you know, this is literally me thinking aloud and sharing that with you. None of this is necessarily going to happen. I just, I'm just testing the water with it. I also said about getting potentially some big names in. A lot of appetite for that. Most people say, uh, yes, get some big names in. And I also talked about being on camera. Um, it wouldn't make any difference to you, to be honest with you. The only difference would be is while I'm recording this, I would just have a video camera on. I put that on YouTube. So um, a lot of people seem to just like, you know, kind of having your face yakking at the camera on it. And we do it for the crypto podcast. Uh, though with the crypto podcast, of course, it's two of us. So um, it's just something I, I quite like it on the camera. Um, and I didn't do it on the camera when I started this podcast because authors are generally introverts and I and I my feeling was it's going to be enough just to get somebody to do an interview let alone say oh by the way I'm videoing you too so I intentionally didn't put videos on when I did this podcast um, but I've quite enjoyed having them on with Alison I don't really like doing video but all like the way Alison and I do it for the crypto podcast is I just leave the webcam on I just forget all about it really and, and just go on with it uh, but it seems to work so Pretty well 50-50 split for that one. Um, a slight majority say, yes, we'd like to, to see the the video. Uh, but to be honest with you, if you listen to this on your podcast feed on your phone, you won't see any difference. To see the video, you'd go to YouTube to look at it. So, um, And if you didn't want to look at the video, well, you just play it in the background and listen to the audio. So it's not really going to make much practical difference. It's really just a, an extra option. So 50-50 on that one. And then I've put, there's a sort of anything else you'd like to add section. And I'll probably go through some of these uh, comments anonymously uh, at a later date, maybe just collate them. But you know, thanks. There's some lovely comments in there. Th- thank, thank you um, for the lovely uh, comments in there, uh, and sort of the in, the encouragement. Let me know 
uh, what you like. Um, I really appreciate those comments. Very, very interesting to read them. So if you would please, uh, if you would please fill in the, what am I trying to say? The survey, that's the word. If you'd like to fill in the survey, it's at paulteague.com slash summer. And you've got just a couple of weeks to do that. So do it now, do it now while you're listening. And then that'll really help me uh, with my decision-making. Okay, slurping tea time again. I'm an author who runs on tea. Okay, so um, let's go into this bit, <laughs> this uncomfortable bit for me, or uncomfortable it is for me. I've had my confidence shaken um, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, one of those phases, and I'm sure we all have it, where you just think, you know, really, you know, it's time, it's time to just give this up, or or something has to change. And it's funny, it's not because of anything anybody else has done. It's all on me, this. Um, but it started when I went to the Amazon event and uh, I was checking out LJ Ross, Louise Ross, uh, before we went on stage and looking at her books and, you know, seeing a thousand and something reviews, just abs- you know, for an absolutely phenomenal number of reviews of these books and all kind of four point something reviews. And... Um, and this is definitely not a criticism, but looking at the covers and thinking, you know, those covers are fine. There's nothing wrong with those. They're perfectly fine, those covers. Um, but they're not like, um, you know, super duper covers. They're not like, um, you, you know, a cover that, uh, they're, they're just, they're, there's nothing wrong with them at all. They're, they're very branded. They're very consistent. Uh, but they're, they're like my book covers. You, you, look, uh, you look at them and you, you, they don't sort of take your breath away. Um, they're just normal, regular covers. And perfectly all right, I hasten to add. And, and I, I just had that sort of little confidence knock when I did the Amazon thing you know that kind of you know why can't I do this you know um Louise started writing in 2014 which is pretty well when I started writing you know in the same time span um and you know with Louise having no silver spoon in her mouth no natural advantage just starting to write and, and finding an audience uh you know she's done phenomenally well in the same time that I've been at it and I'm not doing anywhere near um, phenomenally well so it was just you know that little knock of confidence that you get when you see somebody doing really well and you look at it and you think you know why can't I do this why why can't I get this right why can't I do this so so that has kind of been ticking in the background and then I can't remember when it was was it was it Wednesday yeah it was Wednesday because this is what this is what just drove me out of bloody mindedness and pickheadedness even though I know it won't get come anywhere to put that entry in for Richard and Judy because when I kind of feel knocked back or down, I just, I force myself back up again um, to keep going at it. And, and fortunately, I've you know, managed to keep keep doing that. Um, but I, I read a post, I came home you know, from work, read a post on 20 Books of 50K from Adam Nichols. And Adam is, has been uh, interviewed on this podcast before. I've been following Adam for a long time. Really interesting what he does because he writes, you know, crime thrillers, same sort of thing as I do. And he lives in in Bristol. Delighted to meet him and Charlotte, his soon to be wife. Adam got engaged uh, at the weekend, um, which is which is fantastic. Uh, you know, great news. You know, you kind of find I, I I must have known Adam for a while now on on, on social media because I can remember him meeting Charlotte. <laughs> so uh, and you know, and then moving in together, now getting married. It's it's, it's lovely to see this sort of stuff uh, taking place online. And uh, so Adam did a post on 20 Books 50K uh, where, uh, and, I, and I'd seen him at 20 Books of 50K. And I remember 
in the corridor. We we I think we'd been out for a drink or something, and I was with him in Charlotte, and I was I said to him in the corridor because he'd done so much work. Um, he'd revamped his books. He'd looked at the feedback. He's done a lot of work on his books, and I remember saying to him, you know. Adam, you know, you're so persistent. You will get, you'll get that breakthrough. It's easier to say to other people, isn't it? It's harder to say to yourself and coach yourself. But to me, looking at Adam, you know, I, the guys, he just works so hard. To me, it's inevitable that the guy will get his breakthrough. And I said that to him. It was pretty well the last thing I said to him um, at 20 books to 50K because, you know, again, he was he was feeling that struggle that, you know, I'm doing this work. I'm just not getting where I want to be. And that was pretty well the last thing I said to him. You know, you're working so goddamn hard, Adam. You know, you, you must do this, if only through sheer persistence. And then he posted on, um, I've had a few conversations with him. He asked, he asked me if I'd take part in a, in a crime box set that he's organising. I said yes at first. And then I went flaky and said, I looked at my diary, I can't do this. It's, I've just got too much on, uh, reluctantly. So I said no to that. That was just a quick chat. And then what was the other thing we had a conversation about? Oh, I went down to Crime Fest and I said to him, oh, are you going to Crime Fest? Will I be able to meet up with you down there? But he he tried to be there as a volunteer, couldn't get in. So we, so we, that didn't happen either. And then the next thing I saw from him is he posted on 20 books of 50K. And it was a, and you should check it out if you're in the, in the, in the uh, group. And he was just saying, I, I wasn't going to share this, but I, you know, I, I want to share it because I want to uh, share how I did it. In between March and June... He's earned sixty-seven thousand dollars from his from from effectively eight of his books. The eight books I think he's written two recently, and sort of six I think are kind of revamped, recovered books, and he changed his author name. And um, I mean, the guy deserves nothing less. Um, he just work, you know, he works his socks off constantly. And I also know that he's been playing this game as as many of us are about, you know, I need to keep working at this, but I need to get some money in. I th- I'm sure he said at 20 books that he'd had to go and do some sort of work at a supermarket or something over Christmas, you know, to keep his head above water. And I hope I'm not mis- you know, misquoting anything here, um, Adam. Um, you-, you know, so this constant game of cat and mouse, this, you know, I want this to work, but it's not working. I've got to pay the bills, you know, but I don't want to give this up. This constant dilemma that we have to try and make this damn thing work. Um, so I'm absolutely over the moon for him that he's he's done this. Of course, you know, of course I am. But it made me feel like just an incredible failure. Um, you know, because there's somebody who was, you know, where I where I was struggling. And then, you know, he's had his breakthrough. Thank God he's had his breakthrough. Congratulations to that. You know, you've landed a year's income in four months. That is just going to give you so much breathing space now. And God, you know, he deserves it. Um, but that gives him breathing space um, where he can, you know, just stop for a little bit and 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 get on with the writing and, and work out where he wants to go next. And he also knows he can do it now. He knows how it can be done. But it, I, I just felt at a personal level, just incredible pain of that. I did it felt painful. Uh, and it kind of kept me awake at night as well, just thinking, you know, why... I'm nothing but happy for him. This is not about Adam. This is about me. It just felt so sort of painful. My failure just felt so painful, Um, you know, to sort of see Louise and Adam sort of doing the same thing as me, not doing anything massively sort of different, yet having this wonderful success that we all hunger for when we're doing this and just not being able to get it. 
So, it, you know, it really made me self-doubt um, saying this. Really, really strong, um, you know, self-doubt, thinking I should just quit, you, you know, just get a blooming full-time job and get on with it, bring some blasted money in, um, you know, stop this nonsense with um, trying to, you know, bootstrap the writing. Um, so it really, it really quite shook me. And I, I'm not, you know, trying to be, trying to question why it shook me uh, so much and why these two events have shaken me so much. But it's, it's just, I just feel so goddamn frustrated with myself that I can't make this work. And I don't know why I can't make it work. Um, you know, I, I listen to the podcasts, listen to the podcasts for a couple of years. Um, and I keep saying to myself, you know, is it me? Is it something I'm doing? Am I closed? Am I just not listening? Um, and it's it's really hard, isn't it? But I just can't make it work. Not at the moment. And I keep coming back to the same thing. And this is what's worked for Adam. Is it's just got to be persistence, hasn't it? It's, it's got to be just dogged, bloody-minded persistence to keep going. It's the only thing I know how to do, to be that fly that keeps flying at the glass, even though I keep getting knocked back. So my stubborn resistance to how I was feeling about that, you know, complete failure, um, you know, I must be writing crap. I'm going to have to put an explicit on this one, sorry. Um, you know, that my writing's a load of old rubbish. Um, all those, All those things that you feel, and that I'm sure that we all feel, that I just thought, right, fuck it. Sorry again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just thought, fuck it. I'm going to do this Richard and Judy thing, even though I know it's not going to get anywhere because I have to force myself up and keep going with this. Even though I don't feel like it, even though I know this isn't going to do anything, you know, my response has to be to just do more of it and keep going. The other thing I wanted to say to you is, is that I, I can't remember when I realised it. I, I, I made a, a sort of, a, it's not a mistake. I, 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 did, I, I paid for a course out of business money recently. And, and the course I did, I, I, it was something that I didn't want to pursue. It's nothing to do with writing at all. It's quite an expensive course. It's something I've looked at twice in the past. And I've just thought, no. I'm not, I'm, this is a distraction. I'm not going to do this. It was, it was quite expensive and it came out of the business. And I, and I transferred it. I'm very pleased I managed to transfer it to the podcast course. So the money's kind of going somewhere where it's going to be really productive and useful. But also, um, I've got these covers, these Stuart Bache covers done, which were going to be 940 quid. And the bill came in for those this week. And of course, I'd completely forgotten to, um, budget for the VAT. So it's not 940 quid. It's 1000 whatever it was. And so I've had, you know, really big expenditure and I'm, I'm sort of cross with myself for paying for a course, you know, really that I shouldn't probably really have paid for just really cross with myself. Um, you know, so that, that's going to come out of the business that comes out of business earnings. Um, and you know, it's, it's a business expense and it'll, it'll get recovered, but I'm, I'm just cross with myself because I, I, that money could have gone on, on, um, other things. Um, so I've got that as well. And then um, Project Bloodhound, which I, I intentionally haven't updated you about, but 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 need to. I've been writing this book and the book's going well. It's fine. You know, it's I'm happy with it. It's a good story. But do you know what? I've cancelled Project... Sorry, I've postponed 
Prudchuck Bloodhound. And the reason for that is, is that I was you know, re- going through the story, reading it, and thinking, do you know what? I've just done, I've just repeated what I always do. This is the same story that I write all the time. That doesn't mean it's a rubbish story, but I, I've just done exactly what I said I wasn't going to do. With, you know, I said it needed to be a, a single kind of narrative book, and and I haven't done any of that. I've just written what I always write. That, that isn't to say that it's rubbish. It's good. You know, it's, it's a good story. I'm happy with the story, but it's not a Project Bloodhound story. It's not a pro- Bloodhound story. So, you know, I'm just really cross myself at the moment. <laughs> really frustrated and cross with me. That's what I'm cross with. I'm cross with me at the moment. I just want to kick myself up the arse, you know, and just think, bloody get it right, Paul. Um, so I, I am cross with me at the moment. And it, and it just feels that things are a little bit off the rails. You know, and this is first world problems. You know, let's get this in context. It's, it's first world problems. And it's frustration with me, you know, my progress, my decision making. That's what this frustration is. No one's going to die. You know, no one's going bust. Nothing, nothing's going to come of this. But I, I am frustrated with me. You know, when sometimes you think, you know, am I the problem? Is the problem me? And I've had a real kind of two weeks of thinking, is the problem me? So um, so I share that with you, even though that's quite sort of painful and raw to share. And thank Vicky for that, because I kind of listened to her podcast and thought, you know, yeah, you know, we need to share this stuff. And the, and the more I, the more I'm honest about this stuff, the better. But, you know, I've, I've, I cancelled the proofreader. I cancelled the um, structural editor because I just thought, you know, there's there's no point doing this. Um, this is this is the same book as that I've written before. It's going to get the same results with Bloodhound that I got before. This is not the sort of book that I need to be submitting to them. So, um, so I'm quite happy with the story. The story is going to get written on the time frame that I said it was going to get written. But I have to say, I don't really know what what to do with it now um because i you know i've got to recover this expenditure that i made that frankly would have been better off going you know on, on the edits and things it's now recovering a course i really shouldn't have, have paid for um and, and i and i need a little bit of um i'm going to need a little bit of recovery time from this so um you know to make that to make that money back before i spend any more money so this book will get written and i'm not really quite sure what's going to happen with it um I can't afford yet to get it. I can't afford it. It's a ninety thousand word book. That's going to cost me eight hundred quid to get that um, that that done. Uh, so I can't afford that at the moment. Um, so I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with it. It's probably going to be a book that just um, sits there that I edit it and get it as good as I can, and then it will probably just have to wait until um, you know I've recovered from these this stupid or ill advised expenditure that I've made and committed myself to. Um, and then when I've recovered from that, I'll I'll pay for it and stick it through the works. But then, you know, again, in this kind of negativity that I've been having this week, I'm sort of thinking, well, there you go, Paul, launch another book that you're not going to do anything with. You're not, you're not going to market it properly. You're not going to do anything with it. And uh, so it's been a bit of a spiral this week of, of just wanting to kick myself up the arse and get this bloody thing right uh, instead of constantly wrong. So I, you know, I have been I've been considering a few things this week, and um, another thing I've learned I, I occasionally learn things in my life. One of the things I've learned in my life is you know never make a rash decision. Certainly, always give it um, a night's sleep. The one I, I just kind of give you forewarning that one of the things I am just considering is 
is taking summer out. And by five weeks off, I don't mean not working. I mean, just like having some um, thinking time, um, you know, some, some just kind of, what do you call it? Regrouping, regrouping. And just stepping off uh, for the summer holidays. Because I've got nothing on the summer holidays at the moment. I say, you know, I, I say nothing on. So over the summer holidays at the moment, I kind of, it, my pattern is work, do the three days work that I've got. I'm not having to record podcast interview episodes over the summer. Um, I've, uh, I do my last training course before the summer holidays begin and then I, I've kept myself clear of clients and training all over the summer. So looking at the summer at the moment, I'm looking at an awful lot of white space and I'm just thinking to myself, should you just take, is now the time to just take five or six weeks off, you know, while the kids are off, while my work, my wife works part-time term time while the family's off and just take it easy. Um, for five weeks and that doesn't mean not work but it just means you know get out when you're ready do the work that you feel like doing but 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 frankly you know doing this kind of marketing work you know rewriting my book descriptions reviewing everything going wide with some of the books all you know all these things that I just I just don't do because I'm constantly recording podcasts and things like that so um, I'm kind of in that zone at the moment I, I thought I'd share that with you and just kind of forewarn you about it um uh, I am going to interview Adam, by the way. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, uh, you know, it constantly fascinates me when I talk to people. If you listen to Adam's original interview that I did with him, um, I wanted to interview him because he was so in the same place that I was when we when I talked to him. Um, you know, just desperately trying to make it work. I'm so pleased for him that he has made it work. And I was straight on Facebook and said, you know, uh, the first thing I said to him is, tell Charlotte to move aside. I want to marry you now. Um and I want you on the podcast. I want to know exactly how you've done this. Um, so he will be coming on as a guest. We're just talking dates now. In fact, he's, my Facebook's flashing at me now. And he's. Um, I'm hoping he's got back to me with a date right now. So um, I'll be booking Adam in t- to talk about how he did that. But I do know that it involved looking at the feedback on the book. He rewrote the books to, to, to take account of the criticisms that people had. I think one of the criticisms he had from people was that I think there was some child, some violence against a child, you know, a murder of a child that, that people felt it was gratuitous. And again, I, you know, apologies if I'm getting this wrong, but I'm doing this from memory. Um, and so he's gone back. I think he's Americanized the books, all sorts of things that he's done. Um, you know, he thoroughly deserves that success. But, you know, my reaction is I want a bit of that. I, I want to be able to do that. How do I do it? So, um, Sorry that that went on a little bit, but I thought I'd share that with you. I normally wouldn't have shared that with you. Um, thank Vicky for that. <laughs> but I thought I would share that with you and just let you know about my um, thought processes. I thoroughly enjoyed on... It's been a ridiculous week. That's probably why I'm you know, talking like this. Some of my weeks are just ridiculous. Um, I interviewed, after work on Tuesday, I interviewed Peter Mortimer. Now, Peter Mortimer, I, I, I knew he was a, you know, a gentleman of a certain age, it's never polite to ask somebody their age, but uh, Peter is 74, as I learned on Tuesday. And he and I have been working together for New Writing North. And um, and we've got on really well. I got on really well with Miles, who you've heard. And, and Peter, I did really well. I don't know how they match me with, with authors, but I've had a real great time working with both Miles and Peter. We've all got on really well, uh, but in different ways. You know, Miles has been very receptive to all my kind of digital teaching and all my kind of, you know, all my suggestions. And Peter, you know, uh, in his first email to me, said, you know, I'm a technical dinosaur. I really struggle with this stuff. And I did think, hmm, I wonder how, you know, I know how that's going to go. 
that we just hit it off really well. We both made each other laugh. We had a real good laugh working together. You know, I, I kind of accept, I've done a lot of teaching with people. A lot of people, because um, I've done this with corporates, a lot of people really struggle with technical stuff, uh, but they know they've got to try and master it, but they really don't like it. And, uh, you know, Peter's one of those people. So when I have somebody like that, you know, I don't over-geek them with it. I just try and give them stuff that they can, you know, just maybe use, just a few ideas that they can just use. So I, I wasn't going to force a load of digital technical stuff down Peter's throat. But um, when we were talking, I said to him, Peter, I've got to do an interview with you. Um, I mean, you know, at 74, he's doing some just brilliant projects. And so I recorded him on Tuesday with a great laugh that you've got to listen to this interview. He's he's just brilliant. Um, and I mean, he comes from a journalistic background and some of the projects he's had are just fantastic. And you know, he's he, well, he's he's a little bit of a self-published author. He's got some bits on, on, on Amazon, but he's not really a self-published author. He set up a, his own press, uh, book press in, in Newcastle, in the Newcastle area. And he's run that since I think it was 1974. And he's written loads of books and he's been traditionally published. And his own press has published them. But you've just got to listen to this for his creative process, you know, just to hear how he does it, to hear his stories. He's just a brilliant character. When, when we were working together, I thought, I've got, to, I've got to get an interview with this. I want this man, you know, recorded in an interview so that people could enjoy this and hear his, about his just wonderful creative life. So I can't wait to share that episode with you. Um, so I'm probably going to drop it earlier rather than later. Um, you know, because I can't hang on to it. I want you to hear it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be editing that later today. It doesn't need an edit, um, but I'm just going to be processing that later today. Uh, but that's Peter Mortimer, and I'll I'll kind of schedule that at some point. I'll let you know when that interview's good to go. I just wanted to finally share something with you from Insta Freebie. Um, it, it was their email this month. I've I think I've mentioned this as part of GDPR. I've kind of backed off Insta Freebie for a little while because. Um, I just wanted it to settle down a little bit because the way Insta Freebie has worked previously, you know, his people have been added to lists with probably not really knowing it. And I just thought, mm, I just need to step back a little bit from Insta Freebie. Just wait to see how this uh, settles down because I'm a little bit nervous about Insta Freebie from a GDPR point of view. Well, clearly they understood that. And they put out an email this week saying about Insta Freebie and GDPR. And they've been doing some split testing um on on some sample giveaways where they've made sure that that you very proactively know that you're signing up for an author's mailing list and in this article they explain how it's improved the conversion rate you know this very explicit you are signing up to an author's uh, mailing list um, apparently has massively improved conversions on Insta Freebie giveaways. So I, I'll share that article on the resources page. Well worth a read, and I'm really pleased they've done this and sort of articulated it so well because I, I, I can take another look at Insta Freebie giveaways now. I feel confident to do that, and that it's going to be GDPR friendly. Now another one of the things I've I haven't done, as you'll know, because I'm just ridiculously doing too many podcast interviews and other things that are writing related or directly writing related um, is um, I haven't sort of finished off my GDPR stuff. It's it's right. It's all fine for holding, but I'm not sort of really proactively getting email addresses at the moment um, in the way that I would like to. So that's another job that I need to get on top of as well. So this was very well timed. And um, again, as you know, part of the work I'll, I'll do 
um, probably after I've written this this book, I, I need to sort these things out. But I, I'd be very happy to get involved with InstaFreebie again. It's always been very good for leads for me. It's always helped me to grow a list very well. But clearly, uh, the thing about InstaFreebie is often we're working with uh, USA authors. And although many USA authors are aware that GDPR applies to them, a lot of them aren't. So I just wanted to be sure that that kind of we were all on top of this and nothing was going to happen that that landed me in GDPR trouble. So that that link to the to the email from InstaFreebie, I put that on the resources page for this week's diary. And to find the resources page, all you've got to do is go to selfpublishingjourneys.com and then today's diary is always at the top. It's always the first page you'll see at the top of the website there. And I put all the links that we mention there so that you save your hunting for them. Or if you don't quite hear me clearly saying them, uh, it's just easy for you to find stuff there. Okay, that's my news for this week. Uh, we have a podcast interview on Monday. Um, I know I keep saying this, but you've got to listen to this one. <laughs> I, know, I know I would say it's my podcast, but you have got to listen to this one. Uh, those of you who went to um, 20 Books to 50K... Uh, this guy stole the show, Barry Hutchison from Scotland. I, I missed, I just narrowly missed him when I was in Scotland with my son in March. We were trying to get a meetup to chat in person in, um, where were we? Fort William. And on the, Barry just had to message me about, about, about an hour before I left our holiday home to say, you know, child was ill, couldn't make it. So I missed him by the skin of my teeth. Um, but Barry stole the show at 20 Books 50k. Very funny guy. You know, very natural speaker. Uh, very entertaining and I, I I reached out to him there and said I need you on the podcast can we have a chat so Barry's coming on on Monday now he's written over 80 books traditionally published but would you believe because in all that time writing he's written it for the Beano he's even been involved in a kids tv program done some amazing things he still couldn't get a mortgage on his author earnings after all of that the only it, it took self-publishing. Uh, I think they're now they're now about to buy a house. You'll hear it in, in the interview because of self-publishing. But you couldn't do, even do that on traditional publishing with all those books behind him. I, you know, I find these numbers for traditional publishing astonishing, um, absolutely astonishing. So if you want to hear the difference it's made to Barry, you know, tr- trans- transitioning from being uh, a traditional author with many, many, many successful books behind him to being an indie author who's absolutely killing it at the moment, having massive success, then make sure you listen to this interview. It's really, you know, it's, it's, I know I keep saying this about the interviews, but you see, this is why I talk to people, why I interview people. I hear, when I when I read an amazing story, I think I've got to share that. Um, you, you know, that I'm picking people with great stories to tell. Um, so hopefully it, it, it's reflective of that. Uh, but Barry will be on on Monday. Another interview dropping into the feed. That will be episode 117 of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast, and it's dropping into the feed on Monday, the 18th of June, 2018. So I'm writing 5,000 words tomorrow. I should be writing 5,000 words next Friday as well. Uh, I'll be back with another update. This time, same time, same place, next Saturday. I won't go off on one, hopefully, next week. (laughs) I hope you have a great week of writing. Speak soon. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.